Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the MTG Conflux cast. My name is John and I'm joined this week by my co-host, Chris. Hey. This week we're going to be talking about yesterday's updates to the Pioneer Ban Restricted list. Although I guess it's just a ban list for Pioneer. No updates to the restricted list. And we're going to be doing a bit of housekeeping before we go on break for the holidays. Uh, we're going to be away taking care of family stuff for the rest of the month, but we'll be back the first or second week of January. Um, but before we go away, we're going to give you our bi-weekly roundup. So let's start with you, Chris. What have you been up to? Well, I only played one of the two FNMs in the past two weeks. Um, I wanted to play something new, different, interesting, and sweet. And so I ended up with showing up with a deck that I've already played many times before. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, where are you going with this? This isn't really this is new, new at all. At, this but, isn't new at all. <laughs> uh, I played Bottle Green, Devotion, Cash Money, Luxac City, and <laughs> when I was putting the deck back together Thursday night, I was coming up short a few cards. I couldn't quite remember what the last few slots were supposed to be. So I put four once upon a time in my deck and cut some other cards to make 60, and that was my deck. I mean, it seems correct. Once upon a time be good, right? <laughs> yeah, I think two of the cards were supposed to be lands. <laughs> Whatever. 20 lands, four once upon a time. What, you know, what? what's the problem? <laughs> I mean, it's um, do you have any Veil of Summers in your sideboard? Oh yeah, I I, I brought the full four. <laughs> so you, so you, you're playing mono green cancer, is what you're telling me. So I my my impression was that there was more and more people playing these, you know, four color snow control monstrosities, or like three plus color, I guess. So we have like you know John on four color every time, and someone else who usually shows up on Bant Snow, and there's another Snow player. Someone plays Rug Snow occasionally. Yeah, so I just wanted to show up with four real summer and just fuck their shit up. <laughs> yeah, that card's annoying, especially against like um, you know the the black Snow versions too. It's like oh, yeah, Thotsies. no no no, <laughs> Assassin's Trophy, no no no. <laughs> Uh, but uh, unfortunately for me, I perhaps I didn't play against a single deck that I wanted to board in Veil of Summer. Womp, womp, womp. So instead of a bunch of Veil Summers, I could have had some, you know, like Drag Tusky, Obstinabila type of cards. So I got savagely run over by Burn instead. <laughs> I see. Yeah, that sounds about right. What's the saying? Reap what you sow? <laughs> yeah, in this case you reaped burn <laughs> so much burn all the burn but i was able to defeat every other deck that i faced that night only burn vanquished me <laughs> i see yeah i, I had a v <sighs> so i uh, had a match against a blue white taxes player and what i've what i've come to notice throughout my years of magic is that um, these modern taxes players who are trying to play the whole Leon and Arbiter Ghost Quarter thing, trying to like keep you from really getting to play any spells and you know have any fun playing your deck, are extremely salty when they're unable to cast their spells for whatever reason. Amazing. So game one, he has a Leon and Arbiter on turn two through a, or I guess it's three off of file. Um. And he has Ghost Quarter, Ghost Quarter, Field of Rune. I was like, well, alright. My, my lands are not long for this world. Because I, I only had, like, one forest in play. And I was holding a Nyctos in my hand that I didn't want to expose to, you know, his, his land destruction. But at the same time, he could have just put me on zero lands. And considering my mana dorks were Arbor Elves, it would have been pretty good. <laughs> Gotta go for it, man. That's what they're here for, right? So you showed up to do. Yeah, but opponent decided not to ghost quarter my one lonely forest for far more turns than he probably should have. Uh, I I did play right into the Elon Arbor, though. I was the big dumb and just forgot. So I I reset his vial by putting it on top of his deck, and I said, I'll search for a creature. And then I could not search for a creature because I didn't have I didn't have enough mana. 
with um primal command you just yeah primal command thank you yeah yes yeah, like oh yeah like put your vial on top so you can't put any more duders into play for a million years and i'm gonna go search for i don't know whatever a paradise or something i, I whatever it doesn't <laughs> and then i was like uh as tom like kindly pointed out and he's like you gonna pay for that i was like pay for what like, oh yeah leona arbor tax <laughs> five mana put your vial on top of your deck strong Sick. strong powerful <laughs> amazing so he you know draws it and replays it so I untap and then I acetic slime killing his aether vial <laughs> and did at this have, point did you, he, that play, did you have that play available the turn before no oh, okay you just ripped it <laughs> and oh. so at that point he decides okay now it's time to just ghost quarter my lands and whatever but the thing is that he never drew another land I did. <laughs> so if I have like, you know, a land, a bird of paradise, I can just play Nykthos and make lots of mana <laughs> to play stuff. And when you're a Taxus player and you have no vial and your only land in play is Field of Rune, you cannot play anything. You can play another vial. <laughs> yeah, he did not. So he, he eventually just died to me drawing enough lands and putting enough idiots on the board to get enough devotion to hoof him to death. Delicious. And then game two, I was like, all right, this guy, he's playing taxes. Like, these decks don't play many basic lands in them, right? No, they really don't. So, Blood Moons, in you come. Uh, so he goes mono turn green, one. not actually mono green. You have yeah, the red splash. Slight splash. You're a monster. You're a fucking monster. <laughs> yeah, so he goes turn to Leona Arbor off of uh Ghost Quarter plus Adakar Waste. <laughs> and I'm like, oh that's a that's a nice Leona Arbor you got there. Uh my turn to Blood Moon. <laughs> and he never cast a spell again. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll do it. I think he was a bit salty. I, I asked him, like, the turn before I was going to untap and, and kill him. I was like, how many cards in your hand? Because he hadn't played anything, right? He's been drawing, like, draw, go, draw, go, draw, go for um, forever. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I counted eight, and he's like, seven. I'm like, you know what? It, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> you he are got, already dead. He got beat down by vanilla, just burning trees and uh, kitchen thinks just attack you i see nothing fancy no big big beaters or you know just bears as richard garfield intended mm -hmm. just good old magic plain and simple right there <laughs> yeah uh, round one though was was uh, a doozy i played against hardened scales and i believe Game one, opponent had an opportunity to learn how Death Touch and Trample worked. Did, but did opponent they, decided conceding seemed like a higher EV play. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. 24 power Hornet Queen is pretty good. Trampling Hornet Queen, I should say. And then I got just slapped game two. Uh-huh. He he turned he let on turn one scales, I think, all three games. Oh, isn't that annoying when they just have it every time? Yeah, so he's just like, oh, turn one scales, turn two overseer, turn three like a ballista activate machine gun down all your dorks, and that was that. That Guess was the that. game. Yeah, yeah, you ain't doing much against that. <laughs> and then game three, I force a vigored him three times. Oof. That's <laughs> three times with the same force of vigor. Oh, ooh. Eternal Witness doing work, huh? Eternal Witness. Seems so I, I look at my opening hand, and it's like, land, land, dork, ewit, force of vigor, green card. I'm like, I mean, this has to be good enough, right? <laughs> and it was, but it was closer than I would have liked. <laughs> yeah, for triple force of vigor. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Evolutionary Leap is kind of an obnoxious card with Hanger Backwalker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just getting I, to pop the, you know, pinata whenever you want. Yeah, And then cards, turning all your stupid tokens into, like, actual cards is pretty, yeah, pretty it, gross. It's, it's like a pretty good way card. to combat getting, you know, two over one three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you just didn't have an answer. For, well, you should have been able to figure that, right? But the thing was, like, he had, like, a Ravager and shit, too. So it's like, oh, man, like... Yeah. Like, I need to hold this Force of Vigor in case you animate, like, Ink Moth Nexus, because I don't have any flyers. Yeah, they squeeze your removal really tightly. Yeah, it was a little... It was a little dicey. Uh, I came in with a big attack, and I think there was a way for him to have survived. Because he had, like, a Ravager and and a bunch of Hangerback tokens. Mm Mm-hmm. So you could have blocked with some tokens plus the Ravager, and then depending on... What I decided to force a vigor, he could sack it and pump in such a way to survive. Mm. But the problem would be that at that point he would lose the Ravager and whatever big thing the counters went on. Mm-hmm. Because if he just puts the counters on a token, then the Ravager's gone. And I just post combat destroy the token. And he's left with a bunch of shitty 1 1s again versus my million mana plus Kessig Wolfrun. I see. And if he dumps everything on the Ravager, right, I just pop it before combat, before damage, and he just dies anyway because of mm. Trample. <laughs> Fucking Trample. So it was it was a tough spot for him. He technically could have lived half a turn longer, but I think half I had it. Turn. I think I had it either way. Mm. Um, yeah, round three, I got savagely beat by Burn. It was really sad. I got Searing Blaze t- uh Two or three times every game. Wow. I guess technically one was a Searing Blood game too, but whatever. Um, yeah, I just chose not to respect Burn and got shat on. Good job. And then, you know how last episode, Mike's gonna like this, uh, last episode I was bitching and moaning about how Mike always has it all. He just draws the perfect hands against me. I do recall that. <clears throat> well, uh, we didn't play tonight uh, that night, but it was my turn for the, the magic Christmas land hands. I got paired against a Just Sky Spirits player. And you've played Spirits a little bit, John. Yeah. How do you feel about the card Hornet Queen? Uh, yeah, no. How do you feel about Hornet Queens on turn three? Uh sounds difficult to beat <laughs> opponent agreed <laughs> like how are you clearing them like ugh. so i think i went on the play game one so i went turn one once upon a time reveal nykthos land <laughs> dork go he goes mausoleum wander go i untap play a burning tree into Nykthos, activate Eternal Witness, buyback, fetch land. Or once upon a time, I mean. He untaps, plays Serene Vandom, attacks me for three. And then I untap and play a Hornet Queen. Yeah, that seems good. Seems strong. I think opponent, like, drew a card for a turn and decided to pack it in. Mm. And some, uh, we had a spectator, and he was like, oh, that was pretty gross, like, Turn, what turn was that? Turn three Hornet Queen? Like, is that the fastest you can do it? I was like, nah, you could do it on turn two, but it's like really dumb. You need double burning trees and all that shit. <laughs> Death flag raised. <laughs> yeah. So the opponent goes, turn one, Mausoleum Wanderer. Alright, and I go untap once upon a time, and he thinks about it. And he's like, nah, not gonna <laughs> counter that. Like, okay, uh. reveal. Burning Tree Emissary. So then go like land, Utopia Sprawl, pass. He untaps, plays a Supreme Phantom, attacks me for three. I untap, draw my card. Burning Tree, Burning Tree, Garrick, untap, Orange Queen? <laughs> uh, you're the worst. It's gross. 
I packed it for the Horned Queen. I had extra mana to pay for a Mausoleum Wanderer if he decided to sack. <laughs> yeah. That's really gross. It was really gross. <laughs> and I thought about, like, man, is there a way I can lose? If he untaps some, like, Damping Sphere's Math, I'd probably just lose the game, right? But I was like, eh. Shove it. Who Like, YOLO. Yeah. Doing it live. That's you really gross. did not gross. have a, a, a sphere, so. Is it the guy still watching that it asked? Um, no, I think he walked away between the games. <laughs> uh, and I was saying like to my the, point afterwards, like, man, that's pretty funny. Like, we literally just talked about this, how, like, you, it's, it can turn to you, but it's like magical Christmas land, and opponent didn't seem as amused as I was. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you really think <laughs> if I thought it was funny? Like, mm, uh, that's great. Oh, man. Yeah, so he, he played to, the same exact two spells both games. Wow. So you got to meme on him a little bit? Yeah. I got to meme on a lot of people that night. God, the deck is not very good, but it is... When, every, win, every match you win, you feel like you didn't deserve. And it makes it feel so good. <laughs> yeah. You're a thief, a thief of fun. Stealing everyone's fun. It's like, I guess I'll make a Street Fighter reference here. It's like beating people with Dan. I don't understand that reference. I'm sorry. Dan's like a, a joke character, basically. Gotcha. He's like an underpowered version of your, he's your basic fireball character, but he's just worse than all of them. <laughs> I see. Hmm. So there's a new version of the deck um, that I know people have been working on since it was tearing up Pioneer. And they were like working on, I think they're playing like Vivian or something. Like Vivian Arcbow Ranger. Or I don't even have any of those, right? Yeah, I don't have any. But um, they were playing like Wistful Selkie or something. <laughs> it's like a, like a draw engine that like gave devotion. <laughs> That's actually pretty old technology, Wistful Selkie. Yeah. It's uh, some ancient alien status right there. <laughs> People, I think, played it back in the day because, yeah, three mana, three pips, draw a card. What's not to like? The yeah. problem with the card is it dies to Lightning Bolt and you need all the devotion you can get. Yeah. So, like, the modern green deck is really bad against um, just a bunch of, a pile of spot removal. Mm-hmm. Because you kill the dorks, you kill the you keep the devotion down, and the deck can't do anything. Yeah, all its stuff costs too much. So I think uh, most people who play this deck, which I'm sure there are many of them, um, probably gravitated more towards. Like, I also gravitated more towards um, like kitchen finks type cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to have like your devotion a little bit harder to remove, a little stickier. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. <clears throat> Yeah, at three, it's hard. I mean, like, not as powerful in a vacuum, but planeswalkers are decent too, I guess, like Nissa or something. Yeah, but no oath of Nissa's here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I also played a little bit of Magic. I missed an FNM as well, but Chris and I were at alternating FNMs. I was at last week's, and man, it didn't go well. <laughs> played against uh traverse shadow which was a really close matchup but i got blown out in game three by uh veil of summer so i ended up losing that match and then round two i played against a sweet grixis ninjas deck <laughs> it's awesome uh it's just like the uh it's ingenious infiltrator or something like that it's like the bigger ninja of the deep hours uh, it's black oh. and blue. It's like a Vidalcan ninja, I think, or whatever. It's like or, whenever a ninja hits them, you draw a card? I think so. It's got a little bit bigger stats, too. Yeah. And <laughs> so they had that. They're playing like Archmage's Charm, and it was pretty cool. I um I had issues with uh, the first, uh, that match and the first one where, like, I won game one, and then post board, I took a lot of moles. For like land related reasons like i just didn't have any lands and then i like flooded out <laughs> it's very frustrating when you're like oh these hands have no no lands because i mole and then you just draw a bunch of lands it's like why 
why why is this happening to me <laughs> um so i ended up losing that one in three and so i got the pair up round three but i was at a price support so i scooped to my opponent we played for fun and they were on mono red prison and game one they um they had like chalice on one into like blood moon Usually those cards aren't like super bad for the four color snow control deck because we don't play that many one drops and we've usually like already deployed our astrolabes early so um also not you know moon isn't rigged against us for similar reasons but like just my hand was just awkward in such a way that like I got got by both of them and just like couldn't really do anything. Uh and then the next game my opponent went uh they had a turn where they played triple idol on the great revel. Huh. yeah just three of them so they took uh what a lot of damage they took what two they took six damage <laughs> and then i took six uh, six damage to uh dead of one of them all and then they played a chalice on two and then tried to play out their fourth eidolon that they had <laughs> and counted their own eidolon but they had all four in two turns <laughs> A little sequencing issue. I think they just picked the deck up. So, um, but uh, I was not able to defeat Triple Eidolon into Chalice on two. <laughs> My hand at the end of the game was two run and six, two Assassin's Trophy, and two Ice Fang. <laughs> I had three pair <laughs> of two. Yeah, I guess drops. we're talking about how good spell snares against the deck. Oh my god! Yeah, like the deck is like two drop city. So Chalice on two is like usually slow enough that we can answer it but not in this case <laughs> so <laughs> Oof. yeah i just got bodied um and then i played against a kid on burn the last round and that was just that was just a tragedy in action um it's, you know how it is when kids are learning how to play the game the timing is difficult for them sometimes so we had like uh, Oko food token that was attempted to be smashed with smithereens and then promptly eaten. Uh, <laughs> not really the intended effect uh, on their part. And uh, they brought in molten rain, and I had four basics in play. <laughs> so yeah, I just kind of bamboozled him. Um, so that was that was my F and M. The first two matches were really really interesting and and pretty close and. Uh, the third one I just got got, and the fourth one was just, you know, someone who is learning how to play their deck, basically. So <laughs> it was an interesting FNM. But at least I stuck it out and uh, and played through it all, unlike some other people we know who got salty and left, including our very own Steven. <laughs> 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 After a few rounds of getting beat on, they decided, oh, O2, better just leave. So, uh, yeah. We uh, we also Man, played I a... Just, like, uh, just imagine, like... Your opponent plays triple idol on take six, and you're like, okay, untap uh, a fracturing gust, gain six. <laughs> yeah, we don't play fracturing gust. But that would be oh, sweet. That would have been so hot. Yeah, I guess we could play it. Triple green is a bit rough though. <laughs> but uh, that just would be use those astrolabes that you're gonna destroy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's better than shatter starving because you gain life off your astrolabes. Uh, but uh, third colored pit is a bit brutal. We also uh, we also played a little bit of Moto though, Chris. I'll let you uh, recount that, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, you weren't there. You were there for half, and yeah, I was so there we, for the rest. Just played me. a Pioneer League together. Uh, the first three matches I was there for. The last two, John did with uh, Kevin, I believe. But I was like, "Hey, John, we should definitely play the Bant um, Field of the Dead deck." Like, sweet. I'm like, you know, slowly kind of putting it together in paper. And we had to make a couple budget concessions <laughs> to fit the deck in the uh, rental limit. Yeah. <laughs> what are we? There's, yeah, there's some weird ones. Yeah, we just like cut a Teferi. Oh, yeah. We just like, we'll just play three Teferis, whatever. Couldn't afford the fourth Teferi, that's right. But um, I, I just own Ogos online, so yeah, we like jammed like some Ogos on the sideboards instead. <laughs> uh, we like trip, trim like a rest in peace because apparently that's worth some like 10 or 12 ticks or something and we own one online yeah so we're like just at the limit of our, our budget because i i have very few like i had like the you know some of the blue white cards except for, for teferi but then like i don't have anything else in the deck 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how expensive Sphinx's Rev was online. What the hell? Yeah, a lot of these cards like spiked uh, when Pioneer got announced. So, but uh, deck is sweet. Yeah, we start playing and we just deck's like really good. Yeah. Even in games where it's like, man, like we're fucking dead. Like we have nothing going on. We have no. So we've won games where our opponent had that uh, enchantment in play, the black enchantment. Well, so in four of in four in four of the matches, our opponent drew. Uh, in I think in both both post board games, they had a answer card in the board, drew it, resolved it, and then lost anyways. <laughs> yeah. So. We played against I forget the deck mono black. Against. We played against mono black twice, and then we played against uh, a deck with red in it. It was like a green black red, red aggro or something, or maybe that's what, yeah. So we played against uh, black. It was mono red aggro. I don't know. We played against black twice with virulent plague, and then a red deck once with blood sun. Yeah, so we're playing against this virulent plague, and we have like we're down to like no cards. Our opponents like tagging with some creatures, and like there's no way we win this game. But Castle of Antris, what a card. Yeah. It's just, like, we can't make zombies, but we can churn through our deck and find these stupid Sphinx's revs and gain, like, we, we read for, like, 8 and then 10. Yeah, we definitely read for 10. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And then I think like we, the like, first time we just blew up the the enchantment with our Knight of Autumn, which we finally drew after drawing, like, 18 cards off of Sphinx's revs. And then kill them with zombies. Yeah. And then other matches where we played against Blood Sun and the other plague, we didn't even destroy the enchantment. We just killed them with other stuff. I think it was like the uh, the snake or whatever, the hydra yeah. hydroid crisis. Yeah. I think one of the games they played their plague or Blood Sun. I don't remember which which one. And we just had an Oko and we just beat them down with. I think it was the Blood Sun. I think we just beat the Blood Sun just by making our idiot grazers into elks and shit and just attack them to death with three threes yeah we found out that uh the the token the food token elk are two twos with feral and plague in play they're one ones yeah oh they're one ones yeah because it's minus two minus two yeah <laughs> it's freaking terrible <laughs> it was really confusing we're like why is our food one one what the fuck like because <laughs> yeah, tokens like a super type right yeah just like snow yeah it's like but it should have been an artifact and now it's an elk why is it like oh it, like <laughs> yeah. like making elking it doesn't make it a token like no it doesn't but it the is, food is a token yeah yeah like, oh okay <laughs> uh and then so after you left we played i don't remember what deck we played put against some other deck and beat it and then we played the mirror the last round and I had waited a few days, like after we played our matches, so the deck had been taking off even more. We played against this mirror where we won game one, kind of a rough game one, and then we almost got game two despite having just a terrible, terrible start, like way behind on ramp. Just like we had pretty bad draws the first two games in general, actually. Which is like kind of like a really dog shit one on in game two. And we eventually rip Ugin and just like wipe the board with it get rid of their teferi get rid of all the zombies and then we like do some stuff they like make a bunch of zombies because they're head on fields it's like whatever just ugin again then we make our zombies because <laughs> you could just you know minus it minus zero to wipe yeah, zombies so we're like getting ahead and we're like oh man it's awesome like we're gonna win this game like we're way ahead now we have an ugin in play like it's, everything's gucci and they just slap down a Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger. Uh, I think that's the one, the new one on the board. Yeah. And just like exile our Ugin and like some other relevant permanent. I think it was like a field. And then we're just like, uh, shit, we're dead to the mill on the attack if we don't answer this. And like our only answer in deck was like Teferi. So we like had to like Hydroid Crisis for like two to draw a card because it was like our only cantrip we had left <laughs> we would have had just enough money uh mana i think to uh to ferry and we we, we whiffed and died it was like fuck just we almost to had get logged again anyway and then game three our opponent went like we both had to ferry and play early and then they played oblivion sour oblivion sour i was like oh crap this card's really good in the mirror we were playing like you know the bog standard like stock list from before it was like super inbred so we didn't have really that many good tech cards 
And so then the next turn, they bounced it with Teferi and replayed it again. And they proceeded over the course of the game before we finally just died. They played the same Oblivion Sower four times. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> Got fucking destroyed. It was like not even close. Like it was like very, very, very dead at the end. It was just like sticking around to make them kill us, basically. So we got 4-1, and one, which was still really sweet, but I wanted the 5-0. I could taste it after winning game 1. Um, and then losing game 2 was, was really frustrating after we like clawed our way back in. Um, like our opponent was yeah, definitely just playing. Like, like, when we were playing it, I was, I was saying, like, man, is this what it feels like to play a Tron-style deck or something? <laughs> Are we the bad? Where you just like kind of sit there on your throne and watch your opponent desperately try... <laughs> to like interact with you and kill you in time and fail yeah. and just get overrun by your like overwhelming like over the top deck it's like you're the zerg man little zerglings popping out constantly little tutu zerglings getting shit out by your field of the deads <laughs> it's like as the game just progresses longer you just feel your power growing it's like um, i no longer fear your measly creatures yeah yeah it's just crazy because like once you have like field of the dead in play and then if you get castle vantress online like you just like scry to every turn and it's like well these cards aren't very good we'll bottom these and it's like your failure state is drawing a basic land and making a few zombies at that point like or drawing even basic but just drawing yeah, a land yeah it's like drawing a land is making like two to three zombies usually and you're like eh we can do better than that yeah <laughs> so you're just you're just like scrying for action cause like your your misses air quotes are like Elvis Rejuvenator which still puts a land into play anyways like the only really bad draw is like Arboreal Grazer if you don't have any lands in hand yeah um like Hour of Devastation is just insane at that point so uh, yeah, the deck was really sweet, and uh, Watsi agreed. <laughs> as we move into our next, our next topic, which is the uh, the ban list update for Pioneer. Uh, yeah, they banned the shit out of Field of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> card was busted. So uh, after even after we played ours, uh, I think there was like an event where someone placed, and they're playing this deck. They splashed red, and they had four main deck crumbled to. Dusts for the mirror. <laughs> like well, that's that's a that's a powerful energy right there, man. When you when you main deck four like air quote off color cards for the the mirror match and still do well, like like obviously it worked and they played a lot of the mirror. It's just insane. Or it just didn't even matter, right? Yeah, or it just didn't even matter. The card is also really good if Oblivion Sower like extract all their freaking feel the deads and then just play them. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure Sora just lets you play any exiled lands, right? Yeah, all the so, exiled lands. You so get you all their start... fields and five other lands. Yeah, <laughs> just freaking insane. So, uh, so yeah, Watsi fan field of the dead. It was just everywhere, just super everywhere. And it was people were saying it was like favorite against mono black, which was the other deck that was everywhere. And um, to fix that problem, they banned Smuggler's Copter, which was kind of the only card that really jumped out as a. A potential ban for mono black really yeah other than thoughtsies which i don't think anyone wanted to see go or like yeah what other card would they ban that would have been impactful yeah everything else is just kind of trash i mean <laughs> what mutavault is but like castle lock twain actually is up there yeah um but uh yeah so that deck was really everywhere um Feel of the like dead, really everywhere. Feel of the dead and and decks and mono black uh, aggro decks were just rampant. Like made up a very very large portion of the field. Were extremely dominant. Um. So the other card that they banned, they banned three was once upon a time, which was really just proving to be in like every deck that wasn't like mono black. Really, it was like everyone was playing green for once upon a time. It was super homogenizing. It didn't lead to very interesting gameplay. People would like mulligan and then they would just have once upon a time to find whatever they were missing. So it wasn't really like that difficult to mull down the lower hand size. It was just, I don't know, it was just really bad. And I think we all kind of saw this coming like for a while. It was kind of surprising it lasted as long as it did, honestly. Um, yeah, the card's pretty gross. 
And like yeah. there was a PTQ over the weekend that we won't get into too much because these decks don't really matter anymore. But I just want to briefly say that um, out of all like the decks listed here, very, 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 very few of these decks don't have any of the cards that were just banned. Yeah, <laughs> they were just very dominant. So, I don't, like, you have the mono red deck. <laughs> you have the um, possibility storm deck. That deck. <laughs> and that's basically it. Yeah. 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 I guess there's a, there's a like, mono white kind of deck floating around, too, but... So, uh, well, that deck was uh, splashing. The one that won was splashing white, or splashing green for uh, Once Upon a Time and like Heron's Grace Champion or something like that. So it was a mono white deck splashing green, mainly for, you know, Once Upon a Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, good so riddance. needless to say, there'll be quite the shakeup. <laughs> so, Chris, you were looking at this, this Bant Field of the Dead deck as your entry point into Pioneer, and yet again, you've been hit by a ban, preemptively this time. <laughs> yeah, so whilst he continuing to just ban something out of every deck that I play or would want, was trying to build in every format that I would ever really play. You just have amazing deck selection skills is the moral of that story. I remember when Pioneer was still very early, I was uh, asking around, like, is Field of the Dead safe? Is it safe to buy into a Field of the Dead deck? And for the most part, people said, yeah, probably. Y'all are wrong. How early was this? Is this when Countercat was around? Because Countercat just killed before Field was ever relevant. <laughs> I think it was like right after the cat ban. And then the like mono green ramp deck. Like all these other decks were just faster. And so once like. Because then the Nyctos deck was still around. Yeah. And so that deck was just really fast too. Like it just whomped on you. Um, I'm surprised the Hardened Scales deck like wasn't it's still i'm just like surprised that deck has been not as big as it is like it's very powerful it seemed it went in you know with once upon a time still legal it was quite consistent i'm just really surprised that deck hasn't had more of a breakout uh performance i'm not sure i mean maybe it just had a poor matchup with against mono black yeah it's and since mono black was like a disgustingly large portion of the metagame that yeah you just couldn't play things that were not good against mono black yeah, so was, these bands have just hit a lot of decks. The green, blue, green, blue aggro deck lost once upon a time and copter. Um, so that was kind of a, another deck that was like you know around as like one of the good aggro decks that you know you would think of like oh well you know, mono black is not around well that th you'd go to that deck but that deck like lost eight cards, and then it's like oh well blue red and soul artifact and it's like well that deck lost copter so it lost four cards and it's like uh mono red mono red good mono red not playing copter <laughs> solid yeah but what um, am i supposed to do with this temple of plenty now yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i think the real winners moving forward are going to be oko seems like a standout card nykthos still very powerful and then from what i've been hearing early on on twitter Sounds like the people are running into a shitload of Nexus of Fate decks, which is uh, definitely uh, definitely up there on my my watch list. Um, it's like the next oppressive thing people can be doing. Yeah, Nexus decks seem pretty sweet. Um, you know, but uh, if I build it, it'll get banned. So, I mean, you already have like most of the stuff, don't you? Well, I don't have four Nexus of Fate. <laughs> yeah. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, next to fate, one of those dumb cards. There was a buy a box promo only. Yeah, what a mistake. Yeah, so it's like super expensive now that it's, you know, played <laughs> in a real capacity. Yeah, that was not that in... it was ever really cheap before because it was played in you know, standard, standard. Yeah, um, but that deck, that card just been so kind of dumb. problematic. And people were playing it in modern and kind of a similar type of shell. So, so. Since we're going to be going on break, you know, until early next month, there's going to be, you know, more going on in Pioneer over the holidays. People are going to be playing this new meta, and there's going to be some more updates to the B, uh, BNR, the just, I guess I shouldn't say the BNR, just the banning list for Pioneer in between now and then. What do we think Pioneer is going to look like when we when we get back next time we're talking here on the show? What do you think 
what do you think is going to be going on in Pioneer? Um, I think uh, we'll really see Oko come in, you know, to be in more of a spotlight than it's already been. Uh, I think with Fool of the Dead going away, uh, like the biggest predator to Noko strategy was the field were the Field of the Dead decks. Yeah, the, so I uh, think we're, we're going to be seeing some Oko Heart of Kirin stuff going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, more like interactive mid rangey style decks are probably going to be much more viable now. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, you know, control decks might be playable too. Yeah, blue white could be a lot better now that they can, uh, you know, wrap the board, not immediately get slapped for three the next turn by a copter. That was yeah, very I mean, problematic. You know, controls usually always better the more settled the metagame is. So it may take a little while before um, blue white really kind of shows up, but it'll it'll be um, getting people working on it. By the same similar vein, um, I think next decks are going to be maybe the next big thing. Uh, maybe all these Field of the Dead players are going to trans- transfer over to some Reclamation Nexus style of deck. Yeah, I think those decks are pretty favored against mid-range, right? Yeah, I think it's just like the next go-big mana-wise deck. There are some actual like ramp decks I've seen that weren't playing Field of the Dead. They were like kind of Tron-like playing um, Shrine of Forgotten Gods or something like that. Yeah, like green ramp decks. Uh, those decks were playing Field of the Dead. Were they? Not four, but they were playing, they were playing them. Yeah, it's just so free. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was getting whomped on by those decks, just like playing Eldrazi and like looping Kozilek's returns and crap like that. Um, so that that could be a thing too. Yeah, it's like it looks somewhat similar to the um field decks in the sense of like grazers and rejuvenators. Mm-hmm, exactly, but their payoffs are like, our promise too. I think know, Ulamogs and Ugins and that kind of stuff. Yeah, they don't Although those wide. decks also played once upon a time, so... Yeah, but I think they can live without it. Yeah, I'd imagine it's probably not as strong in this deck as it was for, say, Hardened Scales. Or, yeah. like, the green-red, um, you know, Rebel Master deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their interaction is a little anemic, though, if, like, the mid-range decks play bigger bodies. Like, Kozilek's Return for two is not the hottest. Um, so they'll have to but look I mean, out. like Castle Garenberg into Oblivion Sower into Ulamog is that's yeah. a curve. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. We'll see. Probably some. So yeah, I guess I'm trying to think if anything. I think anything is gonna be really busted. What if Phoenix makes a comeback? I just think that deck's too inconsistent, really. Mm. Yeah, maybe a little bit too slow and grindy. Didn't have a great matchup against Mono Black, though. I don't think. Bouncing their stuff wasn't the greatest. Hmm. Still yeah. waiting for a Just Guy Sends You deck to pop up. I've heard rumblings here and there. Some different decks. Keep searching Goldfish. <laughs> I feel like um, you probably have to decide between playing Emery and not playing Emery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's big. I mean, I guess you could try and play more of a um, less combo-oriented build. Mm-hmm. And get more utilization out of just pumping more duders. Yeah, kind of like um, Ivan Jen's like original list back in standard that just like went wide with uh, was it the the red? Yeah, Crone Crusader. Crusader. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I feel like the problem with because I feel like the problem with a uh, very combo oriented just guy synergy deck is you just don't have good ways of finding just guy ascendancy in Pioneer. Mm-hmm. And if you just don't draw it in, like, on time, you just die. Yeah, you just don't do anything. And you just don't have good ways to ensure that you, you'll have it. Mm. Yeah, the cantrips are terrible. Yeah, there's no glittering wish in this format, so... <laughs> oh god, I wish there was. You could play um the fairy, the fae. <laughs> it's really slow, though. Yeah, turn five. Yeah. A lot of the, the control decks have been like playing two main deck Fey. And it's like a wish board. Which is kind of interesting. It's a lot better. I think these kind of like really high um 
know, mana cost, dirtily slow cards just seem really good in Reclamation style decks. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see Faye showing an appearance there. Go get some instant with it and then untap and play it. You can stash yeah, a... Throw a, you know, Nexus of Fate in your board. Yeah, you could stash one of your uh, Reclamations in the board too, even. Although you probably want to have those main deck. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we will see where we're at at the uh after we come back i think we're going to be cutting keeping it pretty short this week since there's not really a lot going on to talk about and we've had you know a big change in the pioneer format so i think we're gonna move into our uh our salt of the week chris do you have anything you're excited about are you uh heartbroken um you know i was i was starting to think pioneer might be this pretty sweet format starting to build my first deck and they just cut it out from under me. Fuck Pioneer. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm kidding. But I mean, I'm not kidding about. Um, I, I was building the deck, but um, I don't know. I I'll have to define something else that uh, might tickle my fancy. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I I'm still hesitant to really want to invest a ton of money into Pioneer as it will be changing a lot. And you know, with the holidays coming up, I kinda of need money for other things. Yeah, I think by like February, hopefully, end of February we'll see kind of a settled meta, hopefully. I think they're gonna be tra- transferring to like a normal band schedule at that point. So But I do think this uh possibility storm deck is really obnoxious. <laughs> it's it seems very flimsy, but yeah it is it is sweet when it goes off. Just like this is just a pile of things, legal cards. Yeah. Well, I'm hyped. Shared summons, really? <laughs> Shared summons? Yeah, man. Let's get in there. I just, uh, I, I just, I just, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm hyped for a, a card that I've been playing for quite a while, and uh, but I'm, I'm breathing new life into them. Uh, Alter sleeves. I don't know if you've you've heard of them. I, the listener, I should say, I just showed Chris uh, tonight. But they're uh, they're a service that sells sleeves, like inner sleeves that have alters pre-printed onto them. They let the artists sell via sell via their marketplace, kind of like a, a red bubble, like where we do our T-shirts or stuff like that. And they just went live uh, on like the first, I think. And so I found out about them a while ago i had an email notification and so i was checking it all out and it's pretty cool you can get like you know alters for your for your uh cards instead of having to pay an artist to you know paint on them so it's not permanent and if you're worried about tournament legality you can just you know take it off and put a regular inner sleeve on they are a little pricey they're like eight bucks each which is not not cheap they have like a discount code going around that reduced it to like 720 for the first week or whatever but I got I got some um, some thematic uh, alters for my Snapcaster mages for my snow deck. I got some Snowcaster mages. He's uh, bundled up in a a parka of sorts. He's got his uh, his uh, like crook is a crook like a like a staff like a stave like a long stave sticking out under the card art, and it's snowy behind him out like a frozen tundra. It's very uh, very thematic for my snow deck. So I'm. Burr. I'm excited to play those uh, <laughs> in my in my deck. So my three Snapcaster mages are going to be getting chilly, and I'm super excited to to flex on some people with my uh, my fake altar cards. <laughs> I'm not really one for playing with actual altars because they change the thickness of the card, and um, I'm always paranoid about tournament legality because man, getting a game loss or a match loss really fucking sucks. <laughs> so. Uh, these are cool. They're just why I just play it foils instead. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> since we know someone who uh, literally got what was it a match loss or game loss for uh, a game loss for game loss for foils <laughs> in an amulet deck. In an borrowed. amulet deck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was only partially foiled though, so you'll be fine if you're full foil. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to to cast those, and I got I got some of my other permanents, my ice fang Koodles and my planeswalkers. So. But the Snapcasters are the coolest. They're uh, very different looking than normal. I get some kind of snow, yeah, snowy, look, some snowy looking Okos as well. Uh, so 
Snoko's. Snoko, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, gotta be on theme. Gotta gotta be a little chilly in here. <laughs> Red and snow. Men and snow. <laughs> Red and snow. Yeah. Uh yeah, I didn't see one like that. That'd be sweet though. Force of Snogation. Snogation. Yeah. So it's gotta gotta I think I can maybe even do my own altars. I think Jace the Snow Sculptor. The snow sculptor, that'd be awesome. <laughs> He's got like a ball of snow. Oh man, you're giving me ideas now. Jace the snow sculptor. Ooh, I like it. I like it a lot. It's like a ball of snow with like a carrot and some little little eyes, like a snowman head. Could be uh what's the snowman from Frozen? Is it uh remember the name? Our listeners are screaming right now, especially if they have children. They're like, it's yeah, I don't, I don't so and so. Ogloff? No, not Ogloff. Olaf? Olaf, yeah. Olaf, right? Yeah. yeah. Ogloff is a is a very not safe for work uh, webcomic that's been around for a long time. Check it out if you are interested in not safe for work cartoons. Uh, <laughs> oh, what was it called again? Ogloff. <laughs> there you go many people are typing <laughs> or is it several people are typing um but yeah yeah olaf you know little olaf head that'd be awesome so um i think i, I think i can sign up as an artist and put my own altars up on there and then just get my own altars hmm, maybe i'll do that get an mtg complex inner sleeve huh. uh <laughs> but uh anyways i think that's uh gonna about wrap us up we're doing a short one this week uh, we will be back first, second week of January, I think is where we're kind of aiming for. So we'll see you then. In the meanwhile, thank you for checking us out and sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more of our content to tidy over during the break, you can head on over to mtgconflicts.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter under that same name. You can support us and join the MTG Conflux community at patreon.com slash mtgconflux or by buying MTG Conflux shirts and swag on redbubble.com. You can check out the links on our Facebook and Twitter pages. We will be active on uh, Discord via the, the Patreon Discord over break. So if you're if you're feeling lonely, if you miss us, sign up for the Patreon. Come uh, drop us a line and we'll chat with you. Um, if you have any suggestions or comments, you can reach out to us. We'd love to read them. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around and we hope you'll join us in the next